0: Welcome back to Barrio Chef Mike Gonzalez, Uh, super excited to be with Anna Salazar from Raul's Cocina in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, If you guys haven't been there, I mean, this place is amazing. They do vegan Mexican, they do Latino food. Uh, Anna, super excited to be with you. Uh, Thanks for joining us on your day off. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So, you know, first of all, before we get into this ceviche that you're going to make, I want people to learn about Raul's Cocina. Because it's really unique in the sense that you guys do vegan food vegan Mexican food and people are just absolutely loving it when did you guys start and how did you decide to come up with the concept of doing vegan Mexican food
1: so I actually started in 2014 um, I worked in corporate America for about 20 years as an admin and I got a severance pack in 2014 so you know I wasn't quite sure what to do and my son was like you should you know sell salsa at the market and you know, thought about it and you have to have a commercial kitchen you have to have your permits and everything so right. it was a little bit hard to start up so he talked me into doing it and he designed the logo he did all the paperwork the background stuff and um we have family in the, the valley that have restaurants and so he said you know ask one of them if you can you know get a permit needs a kitchen because it's just you know so many hours a week and not not all that storage or things like that. So um, I did that and my cousin Diane, you know, helped me out with that. So we got a permit out of her kitchen and um, we started just with hot sauce and salsa. Um, We took that to the market and then we started to see the vendors what they had and what the demand was out there. And we noticed a lot of vegan stuff. And my brother's family, um, they're vegan vegetarian. And so I had been cooking like this for quite a while for them, so altering the dishes that we had like traditional dishes to make them vegan. So I would like, you know, look at Manudo, look at abondigas, look at the different soups. And the main thing was tamales because that's our tradition. We've grown up with that culture and, you know, every Christmas you know, season, we have our tamales and, you know, they would kind of miss out on it because I didn't really know about vegan cheese. And so, you know, they don't do dairy either. Um, so I learned about jackfruit and, you know, I bought different types of jackfruit, fresh, canned, um, uh, some in brine, some not in brine. So it took us about a year to do the jackfruit recipe to get the tamale down. And so little by little, we just added to the product list. Um, I see people make hummus, and that's vegan, so I wanted to be a little different. We did chickpea salad instead of hummus. And then um, I saw the soy riso in the store, and I noticed a lot of people don't use soy. And so we do mushroom chorizo instead. And then um, meat substitutes, they want their protein. A lot of them want clean food. They don't want the soy products in there also. So we do a lot of taco meat. So we just started adding little by little different products to the line and everything was um, pre-packaged to go to take to the market to sell. And then uh, a lot of people was like, do you make rachata? And I said, no, but we can figure out a recipe. Right. So we do a hot of as well. And then um, everybody loves your cold brew. So we do a coffee chaka mix and then uh, we came up with um, different flavors. So seasonal pumpkin and we do a cocoa rachata. And so all of it, again, all pre-packaged, taken to the market and, um, our customers do you have a brick and mortar you know not yet you know we're working right. on it and so that was the last thing was to do the brick and mortar for us and so that's yeah. how we ended up with our new yes. shop here in Glendale
0: how long you've been at the spot because you guys are at seventy one forty nine uh, north 58th kind of in between uh, Glendale yes. and, and northern right off 60 uh, when did you guys actually open the brick and mortar' yes, it's
1: in them. So we've been here about three months, um, and we're still doing the market. That's our home market at Uptown Farmer's Market. Uh-huh. So going on three months, um, we're open for lunch and dinner on the weekends. Um, just dinner, because that seems to be the crowd. And, right. you know, it's a it, seasonal crowd because they have the Glendale Glitters here. So probably come, you know, the new year during the summer, we might change the hours up a little bit. But we've been here about three months now.
0: So three months, and... You know, obviously, uh, the pandemic has, has hit certain parts of the country hard. Uh, because you guys don't really do indoor dining, it hasn't affected you that much that way. But, you know, I mean, in general, how are you guys doing during the pandemic? And, and obviously, people are taken to the food. But how has that affected the way you run operations?
1: The, the market has been very, very good to us. A lot of people are very supportive. And again, on the social distancing, there's hand wash stations everywhere. We have our hand wash station, our sanitizer. And most of the people know what they want. They'll either message me to pre-order, text us, call us. Um, we have their orders ready for them. They do um, a couple of other things with the market. Um, it's called Gather Arizona Express. And so the actual market has um, a part where they will pre-order the stuff and put it separate for the customer to do curbside pickup. Um, we've done that, we've gone to some delivery because we have our ice chests that are permitted for that. And then um, there's a couple of other small companies that will take local goods and deliver them as well. So we're part of those organizations too. And then for here, we do run out, do curbside delivery as well. A lot of people, you know, will call their orders and we'll have it ready for them. And it's again, no diamond eating. We have outdoor seating, um, there's tables outside. We have a porch and stuff. So most people do take their food to go and eat and then some people will sit outside. So it's, it's not affected us that much because we didn't really know. Right. You know, we didn't deliver order, but um, hopefully, Once, you know, we get past COVID, you know, business will increase
0: and we'll be able to have people dining in. Yeah. So, so that's good. Uh, You guys were almost set up, you know, coming out of the farmer's market to really, you know, deal with without having a restaurant. And, and, you know, I I just love some of the things that that you have on your menu. And I was going through your Facebook page this morning and and people just rave about the ceviche. Uh, You talked about the jackfruit tamales. Um, That's our top salad. Yeah, uh,
1: won an award for the tamales, so that that helps us. We were in a program um, at ASU, and we did Uh a competition, and we have competed against, you know, big companies that had their food trucks already established, and, you know, a lot of it was meat, and, you know, I wasn't sure, but I just wanted to get my name out there. So we went ahead and um, entered the competition, and we ended up getting the audience favorite, which was pretty cool. that Uh meant a lot to those people that didn't me.
0: Yeah, and there was like five
1: or 600 people there. It was huge. Oh. It was really nice, and you know, we didn't expect it, so we were cleaning up and stuff, and then we heard our neighbors like, oh my God, we were an audience favorite, so it's pretty cool.
0: What's, it, you know, talk about the jackfruit, because a lot of people don't know what that is, and you know, how you incorporate that into, into the tamale? So, um, <laughs>
1: jackfruit is a tropical fruit. When it's green, it has a texture like shredded meat. When you shred it up, when it gets too ripe, it's a little bit sweeter, so it kind uh-huh. of has like a pineapple mango flavor if you want to make a barbecue with it that would be great but when you want to do something that's more savory you have to buy it free. so um we get ours organic and it's just the jackfruit there's no brine there's a lot of companies that will brine it and it right. kind of has an olive taste so a lot of people have a hard time with that flavor so we didn't initially use the can and you have to rinse it really well and dry it out and it's a, it's a long process So we found a place that it's just a jackfruit, and so it literally looks like a bag of meat when we get it and so we'll shred it up and season right. it we do um, a red chili and a green chili and we do a chili paste for the red and then the green, we do the uh, fresh roasted chilies, tomatoes and it's just like you're making, you know, green chili, but we just right. do the jack instead of beef. And then we do um, a tacos off a store with that. Ooh. So that's really good because you have to marinate with the pineapples and the garlic and all the seasoning yeah. and um, we boil that. So it comes out really good. So yeah, it's um it's just a matter of your preference on okay. you know, where you wanna purchase it, how much work you wanna put into it. So for savory, I always recommend the green jackfruit. You can get it fresh, green, and some places they'll advertise that. I think a lot of the Asian markets
0: have it like that. Oh, pretty awesome, yeah, I can't wait. Next time I'm in, Gl- I'm in Glendale in Arizona, first place of yeah. stopping is, is your place. And You also have jalapeno, uh, chickpea salad, spicy herb salad, sun-dried uh, tomatoes. Uh, talk about those a little bit as some of the, the peripheral items that you have, because those also sell like crazy.
1: Yes, those are uh, those are top seller. So um, like I said, people do hummus and I love hummus, but I didn't want to, you know, do hummus since there's like four other hummus companies. So I figured we'll do something like a plain chicken salad. And so yeah. um, I did try the, the vegan mayo by itself, wasn't a fan of it. So I figured well, we could do some kind of herbs or seasonings. And chipotle is a really good flavor. It's smoky, a little spicy. My customers do like spicy. So we figured we'd blend in the chipotles and the mayo and then our seasoning mix and then, um, you know, fresh vegetables. So for chipotle, we do the carrots and celery and onion and kind of mash them up so it's like a chicken salad. And so you can do it as a dip. You can do it as a spread. Um, people make sliders out of them, wraps, and then the jalapeno. Um, I love roasted jalapeno, so we blend that in the mayo. And I'm a big texture person, so I like um fresh jicama diced in there, some celery and onion. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, well, we need to do a couple more flavors because, you know, those people like them. And so um, I had gone to the store one day and saw sun-dried tomatoes. And I'm like, that would be good with roasted pepper. So we do one with that. And then I had never had fennel, and somebody was selling it at the market. And so I tried that, and it's kind of a licorice taste. So I like that. Right. So we put that in the sun-dried tomato. And then um, I love garlic. I love herbs. I love spice. So the newest one we have is a spicy garlic herb. So there's tons of garlic. We do dill and parsley, cilantro, you know, lots of fresh herbs. And then um, that's a spicy one. So we do uh, fresh serranos in that one with celery onion. Oh. So again, it's just your preference. If you want super spicy, you want spicy medium. But um, all four of them seem to be doing really well at the market.
0: Oh, that sounds so good. All, all the spices and, and chilies that you guys add are just amazing. Ha, have you gotten any flack from, you know, you, sometimes you get the, the Mexican few. Uh, food purists that say, well, that's not real Mexican food. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, yeah. uh, have you caught any flat from, you know, some of the purists?
1: <laughs> some of the posts, um, somebody had tagged us in a post, and then they were like, that's blasphemy, and we actually did a Facebook Live tamale demo, and we talked about, um, it was just going to be for the, because the, at one point we did pork, so it was just going to be for that, and then worked the news station asked us about the vegan tamale, so I started talking about that. And we had a lot of really good compliments, and then we had somebody, you know, that um, was not okay with that. So I invited him to come try a jackfruit tamale. He actually came to the market, and he was blown away by it. And so, you know, he's come back a few times to buy the red chili jackfruit. But he did apologize for posting what he did to comment. <laughs> it was pretty funny because when he tasted it, he was like, "Oh my god, this, you know, red chili." Yeah. And then we had um, somebody comment about the menudo because we use a mushroom, and so. They ended up coming to the shop, and they bought the manudo, and they could not believe that it was a And they just said when they ate it, they didn't feel as bloated and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, you get the flavor, but you don't taste the mushroom it soaks up the, the red chili flavor. But um, as, as far as, like, people being super negative, no, we haven't had anybody like that. We might have somebody, you know, make a joke about it. Well, that's not really manudo or whatever. But for the most part, we've been very well received.
0: So yeah, that makes me. That's great to hear, yeah, we've heard nothing but great things about it here at Hispanic food network and and we talked about it uh, off camera and um, you're not a vegan full time I mean you love obviously you love the food yeah. the texture and the taste, but um, you're not, and you're pretty open about that, but uh, I mean, have you met Yeah, because um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that love vegan food, but and I think this is uh, something I want to clear up. You could love vegan food, but you don't have to be a vegan, right? We do
1: have a lot of customers that are not vegan. Um, they'll do a meatless Monday, or they'll just pick one day out of the week where they don't eat meat. And right. a lot of their kids are vegan, so they bring right. a lot of their um, parents here to eat. And I have one girl that brought her dad, introduced me to her dad, and she's been a customer for at least um, a year or more. And so she brought her dad here, and he really liked it. She didn't tell me it was vegan food at first, right? And stuff. And so he just thought it was super tender because he did the tacos off the store. Right. The it was like super tender, you know, pork, and she's like, no, dad, it's Jeffrey. And so he came in to ask to make sure and stuff. So it's funny because we will get a lot of the family members, the parents will come in and say, is this vegan? You know, my, you know, my daughter says it's vegan and, you know, it tastes like regular because we do a bondegas and that tastes a lot like the, the beef meatballs and stuff. So but it's pretty funny. I'm like, no, it's, it's really vegan. We're
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well we we know you're doing something right if people can't tell the difference. So yeah,
1: we're tricking the dads, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Um you, you know, before we, we start making the ceviche, I want to talk about, about you a little bit. Uh, you spent 20 years as, as an admin, you know, in a professional career and, yeah. and you've moved into this endeavor. I mean, this has kind of gotta be a, a, a dream come true for you because so many people, you know, dream of opening their own restaurant or or catering business. Um, you know, how how challenging was it, and and how how scary was it also in a sense to say, oh my gosh, I've had this career for you know a long time, and and I'm going to move into the the food business full time.
1: Yeah, it, it was pretty challenging. Um, I just remember working at my aunt's restaurant growing up, and you know I was around the kitchen, but I just really didn't pay too much attention. You know, I was a hostess, I could take out, and I would help out in the back, make rice every now and then, right. and you know, those kind of help prep and stuff. But I never thought that I would do something like this as a living. And I even, in my 20s, worked for a stainless fabricator that made restaurant equipment. So I worked on this huge account, you know, for a big chain. And I would be around the equipment every day, you know, in the stainless shop. I'd run the prints out, you know, to the guys to get stuff done. But I really didn't see myself, you know, working on this, you know, this end of it. and then um, working in corporate America we always did potlucks, I was an admin so we organized all that stuff and you know I was always like the salsa person to go to for salsa and then they would tell me you know do you sell it and I'm like no I don't but you know I'll bring some extra you can take some home or whatever so we did that and then uh, when I got laid out my son was like you should do the farmer's market mom was like no I don't think so you know let me me think about it and then uh, he talked me into it and like I said we started with hot sauce and salsa and then little by little just adding this stuff. And I think what kept me going and adding more is the customer's response. And right. seeing people that haven't had a tamale in like 10 years. And you know, I had one girl sitting out front and she was in tears. What's my fault?
0: Oh, okay.
1: She was, um, and I thought she didn't like the food. And I was like, are you okay? You know, I can get you something else. She's like, no, I haven't had the tamale, you know, since her dad passed and it reminded her of them. was like, oh, oh my God. So we were both like talk because my dad passed when I was five. He was in the construction okay. business. So we talked about that, and uh, we have a connection now. And she comes back as a regular customer to actually live in the neighborhood. Uh, and so they're back at least once a week, and they'll you know bring the family to have dinner, and then I had another lady that um, told me she didn't like jackfruit, but she heard about the chickpea salad, so she got the chickpea salad, and so I was making the tacos at the store, so I gave her a little sample, and I said we'll take it home and. You know, just warm it up, it's already cooked and just put it in for you know, corn tortilla, have a taco with it. And um she did and she used has been back sometimes two times a week. So she likes the horchata, she'll get the horchata, the chickpea salad. And she came last night and she's like, Do you have the tacos? I'm like, No, we do tacos on taco Tuesday. And so she's like, I'll be back on Tuesday. But it's nice when you know you have somebody that tells you they don't like something or right. they had a tamale, the muscle is really hard and you know, make
0: use a sample, you know, try it out, and you know where we're at if you like it. Yeah.
1: Those, but um, those are... I figure, you know, you might as well give it to them to see if they're going to try it. If they like it, they'll come Yeah,
0: those are, those are great stories. Uh, any advice for anybody who wants to start up their own business, uh, you know, a challenge that, you know, you didn't anticipate, and maybe is some good advice for somebody out there?
1: Yeah, um, so that class that I went through, if you're local in the Valley, and they have any type of, you know, free small business classes, Um, sign up for those, definitely sign up for those. Um, They brought in the health department to talk to us, so they can tell you what type of permits you need, exactly, you know, if it's an eating and dining establishment, if you're doing um, a mobile thing, because with my um, business initially, it's mobile, so I had to get a permit for a processing kitchen where we made the food, and then I had a permit for my ice chest, because we actually moved it from the premises that we made it at. And they do come and in inspect you um, at the market, and they inspect the kitchen. So just make sure that you know you contact your local health department because every state is different. Um, get all the rules and regulations down because you want to go into it doing it the right way. You want to make right. sure that you have the proper permits, um, things like that. Because I've been at markets where I've seen people get shut down, and that's not good. Yeah. yeah, So you want to make sure that you're know, following guidelines. To me, that's do it right. That's the most important thing because then you can go you know, forward with your business and not have to worry. My family's been in the restaurant business since 1960. And there's like several in the Valley and they are um, successful, they thrive, and they've done everything by the book. And so that's my big advice to people. I've had a couple of small businesses message me. And you know, well, there's farmer's markets out there. There's so many places that will rent their kitchens. You know, you get permitted, uh, people rent their kitchens after hours, they're looking for extra money. Like I said, with COVID right now, um, there's a lot of people that are wanting to do that because you know financially they're having to cut their staff in half and their um, occupancy in half as well to um, meet the CDC guidelines. So definitely reach out to you know small business. Everybody right now seems to be collaborating, helping each other out. Um, there's competition that we have at the market and I do buy my chips local from a place and I had run out. And so I asked one of the guys that, has a salsa company, Los Muertos, And I say, hey, do you have any extra chips you can sell me? He brought chips to me, you know? And so I'm talking about people that have big hearts and are willing to help each other. Um, so I would suggest, you know, if you know any local companies that, you know, are small businesses, startups, you know, talk to them, message them. Um, everybody seems to be so helpful. Um, another thing would be try to buy local uh, produce. There's tons of farms that, you know, either small, you know medium sized, big at the markets. There's um, neighborhood farms that grow certain things. We're pretty good out here because year round the weather's pretty nice, we don't yeah. have any snow or anything. So, there's a farm up in South Phoenix called Project Roots, um, and they have a farmer's market as well. So, yeah. we're talking to the guy there. We're wanting to buy their celery, their onions because we go through tons of celery and onion. And actually, in the ceviche, this is the white carrot, it kind of tastes like radish. So, we've got some of those at the market to try it. Yeah, so but yeah, Definitely talk to other small businesses, talk to the kitchens out there, tons of um, commissary kitchens, tons of shared kitchens right now. So those were not really heard of, you know, years back, but now everybody's doing those. So and it's, again, to help small business get to the next yeah, level.
0: That, that's great. Everybody's working together. Okay, I have one more question before we get to the ceviche. Raul's Cocina, tell us why you picked that name.
1: Okay, so we named it in memory of my dad. He was um, a construction worker. He was actually going to... to be an architect and that's what i majored in early on Mm -hmm. i was in junior college majoring in architectural draft and thinking that's the career path that i was going to take but um he passed away when i was five he was killed in a construction accident so i wanted to you know do something in his memory so Mm there's our shirts here but um i didn't want to just be known for salsa because i knew going on eventually i would have something i just didn't know what it would be so i figured his kitchen, so it entails everything in the kitchen. So I told my son, let's go ahead and go with girls with we'll Cena, and then we'll do my dad as a logo. So there's a picture of him and my mom at a dance or yeah. something, and it's a really cool picture, and he's got the handlebar mustache. So yeah. I think that would be a great right. picture for that. So.
0: Yeah, and, and your son's been yeah. instrumental. In, your son's been instrumental in marketing and, and really helping on the business side, hasn't yeah. he? I wanted to touch on that as well. Yeah, yeah, so he, um
1: he does digital marketing for a living and then he has a small company on the side, um, Brody Marketing. So he handles the, the social media stuff and um, the square, all the right. stuff, things like that. And uh, I usually go over, you know, recipes
0: with him and he's like, yeah. that's
1: a good idea, and things like that. But, you know, he's kind of in the background. Yeah. I think he might, he's moving closer to the area, so he might be working more with Yeah,
0: him. That's great. Okay, well let's talk about this ceviche. Uh, I know you're gonna make a few different batches. Tell us what you got going on Anna and uh, what we're gonna make. All right, so we
1: do um, actually do three different ceviches and they're all pre-packaged, we take to the market and then we sell them at the restaurant as well. So we do one that's the Agua Chilli Verde and that's a little spicier. Um, And it's got the pickled onion in it and then we do a traditional one with the tomato sauce that's more like a shrimp cocktail. And this one I just came up with because it's really light, refreshing, and it goes really good on the tostadas. And oh, a lot yeah. of people were asking um, if we had tostadas with ceviche, so I wanted to come up with something that we can serve during the week. So here's all the ingredients. We okay. have, um, and the crisp is sliced, everything super thin. So we have our cucumber seeded. We have orange juice for the citrus, some um, purple onion, And this is our chili sliced real thin. This is the radish. The red one's nice, but it does tend to bleed. So I I like this white carrot. It's kind of like a radish. This is the hearts of palm. And then I usually like to do the mini tomatoes, the different colored ones, but I only found the red ones. So we did the red. And then this is a celery and our lemon or lime. And then we have our spice mix. So the spice mix is very simple for this one. It's salt, pepper, granulated garlic, and oregano. And then we're going to do a little bit of uh, orange zest also. So I'm just going to... And it's a cup of everything. So we usually do um, batches to take to the market. So we've scaled it down a little bit to make it easier. Right. So, the yeah. cucumber. so these are all eight ounce containers, which is a cup. So it's real simple, just find guys, everything and just throw it in the bowl. And uh, it doesn't matter which one's first. Oh, I like to fold in the, the hearts of palm at the end because it's kind of delicate, so. And then if you're not into super spicy, you can scale down the chili. My is like spicy, so we usually add more of the chili. Cilantro. Some people don't like cilantro. We oh, like
0: cilantro. So how could you fire. not like cilantro? I love it. <laughs> you could oh, <God>, <laughs> put cilantro on a So this is
1: the juice it. of that. I know. It's <laughs> delicious. So this is the actual hearts of palm. So these kind of mimic calamari. They're not as chewy, but that's right. what a lot of people will say That to them calamari. We're just gonna do the spice.
0: Oh, that looks so nice. colorful. Gonna
1: do, I'm gonna do half, I know I love color. I like to buy the chilies too when they're kind of turning orange. Yeah. I just love the color in it, so. And then we do all the roasted chilies. Like we literally, we don't have a walk-in, so we literally shop at least three to four times a week. So I'm just gonna zest some of the orange. And I think this kind of helps if with the heat because it's a little bit of sweetness in there. Right. I and mean, it smells so good. I love the way the orange smells. Oh yeah. And if you don't have one of these zesters, um, I think there's a little fine thing and a grater that you can use. But this does, if you can invest in something like this, it works
0: Yeah, well. that's, a, that's a neat tool.
1: Oh, I love this thing. And then usually it gets built up on there. So let's scoop it out. Let's stir this up. So, again, kind of like just fold it in. Right. Yeah, it is. It's really pretty, the colors. Kind of yeah, Christmasy. I the love it. Red the and white. And then it's, like I said, very fresh, um, not heavy. So, this would be a good summer dish as well. And a lot of people that order this, we pack it separate and we just give them the shells with it. And they end up eating it in their car. They tell me because they say to go, and then they'll message me and say we ate it in the car and we couldn't wait till we got home. Uh, I I know,
0: I'm so guilty of that. I do that all the time.
1: (laughs) And I always say I'm going to throw utensils just in case you change your mind. Like okay, and they end up eating it. But I do get a lot. Like last last night, this one lady came. She ordered, um, I think, five dozen tamales. And I was like, well, how did you hear about it? She's like, oh, my friend told me told me about you. And she hadn't had the food yet. So I was like, oh, okay. So she messaged me last night that they ate some of the tamales that she didn't do pictures because they just ate them. They were so hungry and they were so oh, good.
0: Oh, that's so I told cool.
1: her, well, the next time you eat them, you do a little story or something.
0: <laughs> that's that's, that's good. so funny. And, and you guys are taking some orders uh, for New Year's, aren't you, as Yeah, as we're
1: doing um, basole and manudo orders and we're gonna have tamales as well. So, all right, that looks like it's good. So you can serve it, we'll put some in a bowl, like with chips, and then we're gonna make a tostada. Oh, wow. So this is a nice, it's a nice dish, you could use it as an appetizer. Yeah. Tostada shells back here. So when we do the tostadas, we do um, finely shredded cabbage, and we do a chipotle and a jalapeno mayo, and it's kind of the same base we use for oh. the chickpea salad. So it does come out really good.
0: Oh, you're making me hungry. <laughs>
1: I'm it someone to you. And so we just do like a fine shred of the cabbage. Oh, nice. And then I'm going to do the jalapeno one. That's my favorite. Okay. And then we'll do a chipotle one. also. so when we serve it here at the restaurant, that's how we serve it.
0: Well, you, will, you, do, will you do me a favor and, and email me a picture of this so I, I can yeah, share well, yours? Yeah, I will, absolutely. We'll great. take a
1: picture of um, all three with the chip set up and then both tostadas. Okay, this one's a chipotle. And I had to get um, used to, you know, garnish and stuff because, like I said, everything was prepackaged. But my all niece right. that's filming, she's been in the restaurant industry for a while, so she was good at that.
0: This is our Chipotle one. Oh, love Chipotle. Just a matter
1: of preference, if you like smoky or if you want right. uh, the jalapeno. So we'll put these here.
0: And I got to imagine those are really light and, you know, yeah. I mean, it's perfect for Arizona.
1: <laughs> yeah, especially in the summertime.
0: That's what I was thinking of. You know, it's definitely going to stay in the menu. Well, Arizona, it's kind of the corn summer corn time. <laughs> these are blue corn chips.
1: So we go with the local guy, and then we just kind of tell him. We first started doing the white corn, and then he got this in. It's organic, non-GMO, and we have a lot of customers that eat very clean. So we do. We cook very clean in this facility because it's an older um, historic um, house. So there's no hood in here, so we don't fry at all. Right. So everything that we make is uh, fresh and clean, um, and that's what I get a lot of people telling me that the food doesn't make them feel so weighed down. But oh, it yeah. does. Feel I-
0: so, oh, yeah, you could really tell that. I mean, it's, it's light, it's colorful. Uh, just, I mean, just even through the screen, it's got, you could tell it's popping with okay. flavors. And, oh, man.
1: And I always hear you eat with your eyes first. If it oh, looks yeah. good, you're going to want to eat it.
0: So, yes, I, I, I haven't heard that one in a lo- little while, but that's something my mom used to say. You're eating with your eyes again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, so. but it's
1: true. Because if I looked at something as a kid, it didn't look good. I was like, I don't want to eat
0: that. <laughs> oh, it's so true. Um, anything else you want to make or is, is, are you good to go with those?
1: This right here, but I'd love to come back
0: and do another recipe. Yeah, with you. No, no, we're, we're holding you to that because, uh, like we talked about, uh, you're coming back on Hispanic food network to teach some of these classes and uh-huh. uh, not to give away all your secrets, but yeah, uh, I, I, I definitely want to want you on some more talk about, you know, before, before oh, yeah. we stop the interview. Um, there is kind of like a, a vegan community in the Valley going on, you know, especially in the West Valley and, and, and parts of Phoenix. And, you know, how close is that community and, and how much do you learn from each other? They're very, very
1: close. There's several Facebook groups that I'm part of. And when I first joined them, you know, I said I'm, I have a vegan business. I'm not vegan myself, but we offer because initially we had vegan options. And so they were good with that. Um, I have a couple of really good friends that are vendors at the market that are vegan. They're full vegan. They're very good customers as well. And so um, I think it's been about eight months since we went full vegan. And so everything that we cook here in the kitchen and at the market, it's completely vegan. I've had to learn to read labels a lot because there's things that I didn't know were not vegan, like just white sugar. I thought, well, how is it not vegan? Well, I guess when they sifted, it sifted via bone chart. So it's not just about what's in the actual product, how it's made. And a lot of them want to be responsible for the environment, you know, if it's a state sustainable product.
0: Right. So there is
1: an issue with parts of palm. Um, I know that if it's um, in a specific type of farm and so I get mine, you know, from a specific vendor. And so they, once they're out, they're out. I don't, I can't make it again because I won't buy it anywhere else. So And the same thing with jackfruit. Um, the, the type of, a lot of people don't do the brine because there's something in the brine with the citric acid that they don't like. I don't know what's, I forget what it was, but they don't like that. So it's like, I don't do that. Um, a lot of them, you know, certain companies that may have bought a vegan company, if they don't practice right. what they believe, then they won't buy from them. So a lot of it I see on Facebook, on the group pages, and then wow. I'll ask, you know, there's two experts out there, but I do a lot of research. I don't just go by one source because... There's so many different, you know, yeah. opinions and views. So you have to get the facts first,
0: though. Yeah. but Well, that's good to know. I know you do your homework. Um, you know, before uh, I let you go, Anna, uh, tell people one more time where they can find you, um, your, your website, social media platforms, all, all those good kind of things. And, you know, the best way to get a hold of you to order.
1: So, um, again, the company is Rolls You can find us Saturday at uptown market, Wednesdays for the new year. Um, I think it runs through May. And um, address here is 7149 North 58th Drive. It's uh, the historic district, Catlin Court district in Glendale. We're about a block from Glendale Glitter. So if you come in the evening, grab some dinner, go to the park, see the lights. Um, uh, That's it. I mean, our social media is Instagram, Facebook. Our website is under construction. Good. They go on the delivery platform, so not sure which one. My son's working on that now, so delivering uh, the adventure.
0: Yeah, no, go go to their Facebook page, guys, because you're gonna just salivate when you see all the pictures, uh, and then you're gonna go there really quickly. And but, we do
1: have a lot of reviews, great reviews, and yeah. customer recommendations. So I always tell people, look at Instagram, look at Facebook, because that's gonna be your best bet, because it's other people that are vegan as well that will recommend us. Yeah. So, definitely, okay. you know, if you don't, if you want. To expert opinion go to the
0: social media yeah no that's great well anna thank you so much for uh, joining us here on barrio chef on the hispanic food network uh just fascinated i'm so fascinated by your food because it it just looks so delicious thank you thank you you're getting such great feedback i just i really want the world to know about you so um thanks a lot and you know hopefully we'll see a lot of you in in 2021
1: Yes, I'm I'm hoping that too. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Uh, Thanks so much.